for those of you that uh, don't know me, my name is Heather. I actually work here at the church. I don't get to spend a whole lot of time with our middle school. Um, I lead our senior girls life group on Sunday mornings and then teach um, our high school Bible study on Wednesday night. So don't get to spend a whole lot of time with y'all. Um, but when I do, it's always exciting. Y'all always have so much energy, so much just excitement for life. I love it. Um, so we tonight are going to continue in this series called Galatians. We've been in it for the past two weeks, and we're going to continue in it tonight. Um, but before we do, I'm just going to open us up in prayer. So bow your head, close your eyes, shut your mouths. Dear Lord, uh, God, I pray that tonight as we open up your word that we um, would learn and discover new things and how they apply to our life. Lord, um, God, I pray that these students would see themselves tonight how you see them. Um, Lord, I pray that the words that come out of my mouth, that they would not be for me, but they would be holy from you, Lord. Um, God, just use this time and ensure my prayer. Amen. All right, um, so quick recap for the past couple of weeks. Uh, ben talked the first week in this series, and he talked all about um, just this concept of one, how there is one gospel, one message, one hope, one calling, um, and just kind of how uh, that is the truth of God's word. It's holy, it's all about Jesus. Um, and then last week, Chris, he continued the series, um, and he talked about the law, and how the law is not meant to be our method of salvation but it's meant to, to show us uh, the brokenness in our lives. And so when we choose to follow after Jesus, you know, it's not this idea of, okay, cool, like, it's my get out of hell free card, like, I get to do whatever I want, I can live my life the way that I want, and God will just forgive me in the end. No, that's not, that's not what a life devoted to Christ looks like. A life devoted to Christ means that, um, you, your heart is transformed by him, that you have a desire to live your life in a way that brings glory to him. And so tonight, we're going to talk about a topic that I think, especially as middle schoolers, you're trying to figure this out in your life right now. You're trying to understand how this fits in, what this means for you, um, and you're, you're, you're discovering a lot of that right now. And so tonight, we're going to talk about this concept of identity about who you are and whose you are. And so um, we're gonna move into Galatians uh, chapter three towards the end of that. Um, and we're gonna look a little bit about what God has to say. So starting in Galatians chapter three, verses 23 through 28, I believe they're up on the screen for you. There we go. Um, it says this. Now, before faith came, we were held captive under the law, in prison until the coming faith would be revealed. Now, remember this image of captive and slavery. Um, this is going to come into play a little bit later. So then, the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. So it's showing us right here, the law. It was never meant to be our method of salvation. That's not what the law was for. Jesus was our salvation, and that was the plan from the very beginning. When, when Adam and Eve sinned, like, God knew that Jesus was going to come. Like, it was not a surprise where Jesus was like, or God was like, oh man, like, what's my backup plan? Like, Adam and Eve, they really screwed up. Okay, what am I going to do? No. Like, God had a plan from the very beginning. He knew Jesus was going to come. And so it says, um, but now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So now that Jesus has come, we're no longer under the law. Um, so Paul is, he's going to explain this a little bit more in a minute. 
It says, for in Christ, we are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek nor slave nor free. There is nor male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Guys, this is our new identity. This is your new identity and who God has said that you are. A son of God. Now, I think some of y'all are like, the girls in here especially are like, hold up, why am I a son of God? Like, why can't I be a daughter of God? This is a cultural context that Paul is using here. Um, and so we're, we'll explain that in just a minute. So this new title that we have been given as sons of God, um, it's not because we are perfect. It's not because we have earned it. It is not because we have perfectly obeyed the law and that's what we have earned because we're so good and so awesome. That's not it at all. We are given this title because, first of all, God loves us so much that he wants us to be given this title. But second, it's because we put our faith and trust in Jesus alone not because we're perfect, not because we've earned it or anything like that. It is through faith in Christ alone that we find freedom and we find our true identity as sons of God. But there's an issue. So a little context right here, the Galatians, um, they were given this new identity like us. They put their faith in Jesus, they trusted in him, they were given this new identity, um, but they weren't living like sons of God. They were living like slaves. And so Paul, he goes on in the beginning of chapter four, and he gives us this picture of a, um, of a slave and of a child or, or an adopted son. And so it says in uh, verse one, I mean that the heir, as long as he is a child, is no different from a slave. Though he is the owner of everything, but he is under guardians and managers until the date is set by his father. In the same way, we also, when we were children, were enslaved to the elementary principles of this world. So pause right there for a second. What's happening is there's a cultural, there's cultural context right here that you need to understand. So children in this day, um, they did not have any rights. Like according to the law as a minor, you, you had very little importance. You were essentially equal to a slave um, because you, um, even though like you had a future of owning the estate or the inheritance, um, you had no status. You were no different than a slave. You couldn't make decisions. Um, you had no freedom. Uh, you, you were essentially on par with a slave. And so on the other hand, um, what happens is the father, he sets a time when he says, okay, you now get to be um, like enter into adulthood. Like you now get full privileges of being my son. You get um, you know, all access kind of thing. You get freedom, you get all these different rights. So cultural context, that's kind of what uh, Paul is using to explain here. Um, he goes on in verse four and he says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law. So, the, so that we might receive adoptions as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. 
So some of you are, might be a little bit confused because you're like, wait, I thought that I was like, like being a child of God was a good thing. Like I'm, I'm a little confused as to what's happening here. And so what this passage is talking about is that it's talking about our position, not our condition. So what I mean by that is when I say our condition, when you become um, a believer, when you choose to put your faith and trust in Jesus, you in all essence are a spiritual baby. Like you have a lot to learn. You have a lot of growing to do. Um, and that's okay. Like that's part of what uh, growing in your walk with the Lord looks like. But what it's talking about here is your position. The picture that, and this is why it's uh, referred to as a son and not like a daughter or a child. It's very specific here when it's talking about the son, because culturally um, as the son, you're the one that receives the inheritance. So as a son, it's saying that, hey, when you are adopted into this family of Christ, you get full access to everything uh, that God has for you right away. Like you do not have to wait until that appointed time uh, that you're old enough to receive everything and you uh, have to wait for, for uh, God to kind of grant you access. No, when you are a child or when you put your faith in Jesus, like you have full access right away. God withholds nothing from you. Um, and so Paul, uh, he, he's using this picture right here to say that, hey, your identity is a son of God, meaning that you have full access to everything that God has for you and he withholds nothing from you. God's goodness, God's grace, God's mercy, God's love, all of these things, he withholds nothing from you. And so we're gonna land on, there's two verses that we're gonna look at in Galatians, and this is kind of where I wanna land tonight. Um, it's Galatians 4, 8, and 9. Um, and this uh, version is from the message translation, so it's, it sounds a little different than the other ones. But it says, earlier, before you knew God personally, you were enslaved to so-called gods that had nothing of the divine about them. But now that you know the real God, or rather, since God knows you, how can you possibly subject yourselves again to these paper tigers? So meaning like things of no value. How can you go back to those things of no value? And so what was happening here is the Galatians, these people were listening to the voices um, of people that were telling them, hey, you need to go back to the law. Like you need to be legalistic, like you need to be strict and follow the law to a T because that's something that you can measure, you can uh, tell how, how much you're growing, um, how good you are. Like they're telling them, hey, move away from the gospel. And so they um, were essentially moving back into slavery. And so we have a tendency to do the same thing. I think a lot of you have heard like, I'm a child of God. You sing about it, you um, hear stories about it in your classes, in your small groups, whatever it is that you are a part of, and you understand that. But why then are you living like a slave? Why are you going back to the things of your old nature? Remember back in Galatians uh, 3.23, it says, before faith came, you were held captive under the law. That was your condition before Christ. You were captive, you were a slave. But after Christ, we are sons of God and we have access to everything that he has to offer. If you've experienced that freedom and that goodness and that love, then why do you chase back and run back to be a slave to the things that hold you down, to the things that keep you captive? And if you think about it, like, 
there are so many things that your identity is wrapped up in. Our identity should not be that we are a slave to anything, but that we are a child of God. And the thing is, is that our identity is often most shaped by the voices that we listen to. There's a story of uh, this dad and his daughter. Um, you know, they, the, she was a little girl, probably four, five, six, somewhere in there. And they had this routine where every night she would just fall asleep on the couch and the dad would carry her up the stairs, tuck her into bed. Um, and that was kind of their nightly routine. And then one night, uh, the little girl, she fell asleep on the couch. And then when her dad went to go pick her up and move her, she woke up and she said, no, 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 put me, put me down, dad, put me down. And he was like, why? This is our nightly routine. Like, why, why do you want me to put you down? And she said, I'm too heavy. And all of a sudden the dad just looked at her and he said, who told you that? Who told you that I couldn't carry you? Who told you that? And so I think that there are things that you have believed about yourself. And my question for you tonight is who told you that? What identity are you buying into and who told you that? Because if your identity is being wrapped up in, I am the smartest kid in my class. I am the captain of my team. Um, I am dating this person. Or um, maybe it's even something, your identity is wrapped up in something that's been done to you. Like you are the victim of something. That um, I am a, my parents are divorced or um, whatever it is, like your identity is wrapped up in that. If those are your identities, those identities are not from God. God has not defined you by what you have done or what has been done to you. Your identity um, is wrapped up in what God says about you and who you are. Um, because if your identity is wrapped up in these things that people have told you, these outside voices, your identity is constantly going to change and you are going to have no idea who you are. You're going to have identity crisis after identity crisis because you aren't going to fully understand who you are. Because what happens when you get injured and you can no longer play that sport or you start to struggle in your math class or that person breaks up with you? Your identity will then fluctuate based on what all of these people have said about you and you have no clue who you are. But if your identity is based on what God says about you, that will never change because God is always consistent. The culture that you live in is constantly screaming at you all the time. And you know that based on spending any amount of time on social media, you see people that look like they have this perfect life. You want that. You try to attain that. You wrap yourself up in, oh, this is who I am. But you know what? Trends are always going to change. Trends are never the same for long. And if your identity is wrapped up in what the latest trend is, well, guess what? Your identity is not going to be solid for very long. But when we go back to God's word and we see what he has to say about us, we see that our identity is secure, that there is no question of whose we are or who we are, because you are a child of God and you have access to everything that God, all the goodness that God has for you. Um, 
But I think so often when you get to the spot, like maybe you're sitting here now and you're like, dang, like I do not identify myself as a child of God. My first thought when I think of who I am is wrapped up in sports or um, academics or whatever it might be. And you're like, well, how did I get here? How did I even get to this point of, of not really knowing my identity and who I am? Um, the funny thing is, is there's a story in the Bible where uh, this guy actually kind of asked the same thing. The prodigal son, it's in Luke 15. I'm sure that uh, y'all have heard this story before if you've been in church for any amount of time. But he kind of has this like epiphany moment and he's like, why am I here? Like, how did I get to this place? And so... One of the main reasons that I think that we lose our identity and who we are is because you have allowed the voice of the Father to be drowned out. Because remember I said, culture is constantly screaming at you, trying to tell you who you are and what to do. And so if that voice is drowned out, it's really easy for other voices to come in and try and take that place. And that's what was happening with the Galatians in this passage is they had a group of people that were drowning out the voice of truth, the voice of the Father that was saying, hey, this is who you are. They were saying, no, 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 no. Like, come back, come back this way, do this. Like, it, it's better this way. And they stopped listening to the voice of the Father. And guys, I think that it's really easy for you to do the same thing. When you stop listening to the voice of your Father, you begin to allow other identities to take the place of what He says about you. Um, I know for me, um, there's this letter that I have that is probably one of the, the most valuable things that I own. I actually think I have a picture of it maybe. Um, I was gonna bring it tonight, but I was like, no, I don't wanna take the risk of, um, yeah. I was like, I don't wanna take the risk of, um, of that getting like messed up or torn or anything like that. Um, so when I was 21, my dad passed away. And right before he passed away, he actually wrote me this letter. Um, and in this letter, um, it's just full of advice and things that he hoped and wished for my life. And there are so many times when I wish that I could just like talk to my dad or hear what he would have to say about a certain situation um, or times where I just kind of forget a little bit about like, um, you know, what would my dad have wanted for my life? And in those moments, I go back and I pull out this letter and I begin to read it. And it reminds me of who my dad was and the things that he wanted for me. And guys, while, while I have this letter from my, from my earthly father, um, we actually also have a letter from our heavenly father. That when you begin to lose your identity, when you begin to question who you are and what God wants for you, guys, he's written a whole book to you. Full of advice and your identity as to who you are and what he wants for you and all the goodness that he has for you. Um, so when you begin to question your identity and lose your voice or lose the voice of the father, go back to this, go back to his word and what he has to say about you because he says that you are loved, that you are valued, that you are irreplaceable, that you are beautiful, that you are forgiven, that there's literally nothing that you could do that would ever keep him from chasing after you. Like the story in the prodigal son, the son, when he comes back at the end of that story, he goes back to his father and he's like, all right, I'm ready to go back to my father and I'll, I'll live as a slave. I'll live as a servant. Like, I don't even care. Like the life that I'm living, like I'm eating pig food. Like the, I've hit rock bottom. He's like, all right, I'm just going to go back to my, to my dad's house. Like I'll work, I'll be a slave. Like they, they have it better than I do. 
But in that story, when he goes back, the father, there's no question in the father's mind of like, all right, well, yeah, you're stuck as a slave. No, the father speaks his true identity over him and says, you are my son. And he welcomes him back with open arms and runs after him and says, you are my child. And guys, if you are stuck in a place where you don't know your identity and you're beginning to question like who you are and, and what that means for you, run back to the father because he's waiting with open arms to speak true identity over you. Stop listening to the voices of your friends that you know are not good influences on you. Stop listening to the voices of social media, of TV, of whatever it is, and understand that you are um, a child and an heir and a son of God. And so um, I think it can be really hard for us to accept the things that Christ has said about us. And I, I was thinking about it this week. Why is it so easy for us to accept the lie as truth and for us, to, for us to then question the truth as a lie. So often it's really easy for us to believe the lie that I'm insignificant, that I'm stupid, that I um, fill in the blank with whatever it is that you struggle with. And you begin to believe that as truth without even a second thought. But when we begin to hear what Christ has said about us, the identity that God has spoken over us, we're like, can you say that again? Like, can you, can you prove that somehow? Like, can you, can you do something to show me that that's truth? That our, our mindset needs to shift because in John 10, 10, it tells us that the enemy only comes to steal, to kill and to, to destroy. But the God has come to give us life and to give it to the fullest. Do not allow the voice of the enemy to take away the true identity that Christ has given you that you are a child of God, that you have full access to him 24 seven and that there is nothing that you could do that would ever, ever keep him uh, away from you. Um, so guys, I'm just gonna close this out in prayer um, as the band comes up. So go ahead and just uh, bow your heads and close your eyes for a second. But just know that if you're questioning like what it is that God has said about you and you don't know um, what to do, what to say, don't know where to start, guys, that we have... Um, there are devotions and that there are Bibles out in the lobby that are totally free for you to grab. That if that is something that you, you don't know where to start, like you, you wanna get in God's word, you wanna know what he has to say about you, know that, um, that those are free for you to absolutely just take one. Um, and guys, if you ever are really just struggling with this, know that that's what we're here for as leaders. That myself, Chris, your other small group leaders, like we love you and we want to help you um, understand the, the identity that, that God has declared over you. Um, so I'm going to close this out in prayer and then we'll do one more worship song. Father, I just thank you so much for um, what it is that you have spoken over us and the truth of who you say that we are. God, that our identity is not found in what we can do and how good we are, um, any of those things, but God, our identity is found in whose we are, that we are yours and that there's nothing that can take that title away from us. God, I pray that we would turn to you um, in those questions of, of trying to figure that out, especially as middle schoolers and um, this crazy time of life, Lord, I pray that you would just, uh, just be with them, make yourself known to them and just reveal uh, who it is that you are to them. Lord, we love you and enter my prayer.